Oh, hi, Mark. The biggest match in history right here. Come on, guys, let's brainstorm this puppy. Like a box. Let me get this straight. Oh, we're talking now, ain't we? What? If you're not down with that, we got to work for you! Ball game! You're hearing me now, ain't you? What? All right, so WWE Crown Jewel comes to us on November 2nd on the WWE Network Live, and it's brought to you by the whims of some Saudi prince. Oh, yeah. Do I have that about right? You have that about right. A Saudi prince who is obsessed with uh, a mayor who wears masks and (laughs) a large UFC fighter who is very pessimistic about the product. Yeah, man. He wants to play with his toys. Sure does. You would, too. I booked that, pal. That's actually kind of the sentiment of this podcast, so I guess we can't blame him too much. Anyway, what can we wish for booking before we get ahead of ourselves? Yes, and she, yes, that would be a good starting point, probably. <laughs> we almost breeze right past it. That's how comfortable we are. Welcome to Wishful Booking. My name is Lee McNulty. I'm joined by Jimmy Moorcraft. Sorry, Jimmy, you were saying also? Um, no, I, I, I mean, I, I think we have to acknowledge the irony of having what I presume will be once again a no-women's event uh, preceded by an all-women's event. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, because that's what I was concerned about. And I had heard rumors about this a couple weeks ago, but I didn't bring it up on the show because I didn't really want to put that out there in the ether. I, it's it's kind of hard to believe that they would do a second one literally weeks after Evolution, right? Yeah, well, I think the problem is that they signed a contract for multiple shows, which is, like, great for them. I'm happy they're getting all this ridiculous amount of money for except doing for this. The, but... Except for the women's aspect, it's great for them. Right, exactly. And awful timing. Why does it have to be now? Why can't it be in... I don't know, do one in, like, February on the lead-up to WrestleMania. Well, I imagine they signed up for two a year, but just well, well, horrible yeah. timing. Yeah, well, you awful mean why right now, yeah. Right, yeah, awful. Not good. No. Not good. No, not at all. Um, the Crown Jewels should not be happening. I don't know what they're going for here with all these pay-per-views, but clearly that's part of how they rationalized it. Have we mentioned on the show how all the women after the first Saudi Arabia show started going by their real names on Twitter? Who? All the women of WWE. Did you not notice that? I, I, I was called to my that, attention, no. and I've since noticed just here and there that they're, I mean, for the most part, Becky Lynch, his real name is still on Twitter as of a couple days ago, Alexa Bliss, Ember Moon. It's kind of like a silent protest of the Saudi Arabia show, or at least that's how it was framed uh. when I heard it. I don't know. It makes more sense than if there was no indication that they were upset, because why wouldn't they be? It's very hypocritical, and it's ridiculous. I'm the talent, and I don't like the vibe, so why don't you change that up, okay? I just want to make sure I drive that point home. That, that My it opinion is. is that they absolutely should not have done the first one. They definitely shouldn't be doing a second one, especially its proximity to evolution. It just more than undercuts whatever they're trying to accomplish with evolution to begin with. No argument for me there. I guess, well, should we go through the Hell in a Cell card? Because there was a lot, you know. Yeah, I guess we'll do that first, right? And well, then... actually, the, 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 this card was the shortest of, really, I think, any card this year, to be honest. The I Hell really don't Cell? think it's going to take us long. Yeah, no, yeah, there was it only, seems like... There was yeah. only seven main card matches in one pre-show. Yeah. No, the a lot I meant was more so in the week that followed, but... All right, so let's dive in then. On the uh, kickoff... For the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the uh, New Day defeated Rusev Day when Kofi Kingston pinned Dayton English after Trouble in Paradise between English and Rusev, and then that allowed Kofi to hit his finisher, which is also called Trouble in Paradise, and pick up the victory. Yeah, a decent match. Um, I had assumed that after the the, the finish that they were going to lay the groundwork for what ultimately happened on SmackDown, which we'll get into in a bit. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, decent, yeah, I decent pre-show match. Not much else to say about it then. No, not yeah. at all. So you get nothing. <laughs> it did lay the groundwork, like you said, for what we'll talk about. Yes. Um, so yeah, the opener for Hell in a Cell in the debuting Big Red Cell was Orton versus Hardy. Um, you know, uh, Hardy put himself through a table kind of awkwardly, and that allowed Orton to win, even though the ref kind of wanted to call the match off. Which, come to think about it, then they both would have been thrown out. What, what did you think about this uh, Well, first of all, you mentioned it briefly. What is your opinion on the new cell? I don't like it. We were texting about this, so you know what my opinion is. I don't like it. I think it's stupid. But I guess in more thought, I understand. It's, you get it, right? It's hell. That's why it's red. Yes. Um, I won't repeat the joke that I said through texting. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I will say that I, I, I don't like it. Definitely don't like it. I think if they wanted to do something different, black would have been great. Um, yes. I found that when they panned away from it, 
visually it didn't look bad, but it looked awful when they were trying to shoot the camera cuts through it. Yeah. It was very distracting. I, I wonder how it was live. Definitely. No one, I know that Wade Keller has live people on it. Well, people who attend the shows live. Yeah. And uh, no one commented on if it obstructed their view at all or if it made it difficult, but I have to imagine it had to a bit. Yeah, you would think, yeah. especially now that I'm thinking about the reaction that the Universal title got. I mean, I know that was in Brooklyn, so it was a different place, but like, I don't know. You would think it would get more of a negative reaction, at least in the first match. Like, yeah, noticeable um, from the live crowd. As for the match itself, I found either people loved it or didn't like it. Okay, so um, were you love or hate? I gave it three and a half stars. I thought that in the time they were allotted, there was stuff happening. I think that the issues about not using the cell are very salient points because it wasn't really utilized, the actual cage. Yeah, not at all, except for the finish. Um, Yes, right. And I do like how, because Hardy is comfortable with tables, ladders, and chairs, that in his first cell match, he went to that route. I thought that was... Yeah. While it wasn't a TLC match, it made sense for the character to do that. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, But wasn't he looking forward to it it being his first Hell in a Cell match? He he said that on the lead-up, right? What, that it was his first Hell match? Yeah, and that he was looking forward to, you know, getting into Hell and something. He seemed pretty excited about it on the go-home SmackDown. He's like, I'm going to he hell. Did. Woohoo! Let's go to hell. Woohoo! Enjoy the show. Yeah. That'll be the script. Script reads me. <laughs> um, Which we like didn't that. even talk about last week. But yeah, he we didn't. didn't because there. I mean, there's not much to say of it outside of repeating it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, as for the, the infamous, what will now become, in my opinion, the infamous screwdriver spot. I didn't have a problem with it. I, it was very uh, startling. I was surprised they did that. Yeah. Um, I don't really think it hurts though. I mean, when you get that gauging done, with it, the twisting, it stretches though? out. Well, okay, I'm not going to say that it tickles him, but I'm just saying that all of the earlobe spot that they've done, the stretching of the earlobes has already been done through getting the gauge. Right. So while it doesn't feel good to get a finger in your ear and pull it, it also isn't as painful as I feel like they want us to think it is. Right. Or well, this was a screwdriver. This right, was, but he I mean, graduated the from the finger. Was like thin. It wasn't like a, Dude, he like was like a, twisting a, like a pipe. it. He was twisted. He twisted a couple times. I don't know. I was, it, yeah. it was pretty disgusting. Hardy's ear it, afterwards, his lobe afterwards, was kind of hanging all soggy. Like, it's not good. I'm not an ear, nose, and throat doctor, but it was not good. So yeah, three and a half stars, and uh, I'm happy for Jeff Hardy that he got a um, a Hell in a Cell match, albeit a very weird hardcore one. Yeah, that he lost. Uh, yeah. The whole time through the screwdriver spot, I was just shouting, this is not wrestling on my TV. So it was about two minutes of that is what it amounted to for me. And just the table spot, to me, I thought, at the very least, Randy should have tried to do the RKO, you know, yes. as Hardy fell That's through it. That's what I thought. As Hardy fell through it, because he, he moved early, so he had the time to do it, even if it wasn't planned. Well, maybe not if it wasn't planned, if Hardy didn't expect it. But they should have planned it. But really, I think the plan was for Hardy to go off the top up until the day of when they realized, oh, shit, that's going to totally undercut the effect of Seth and Dolph going off the side of it later in the night for the main event, which is more important in their eyes, you know? So I thought at the last minute, because to me, it was pretty lame, especially with Orton having moved early and you could clearly see that Hardy could have just not let go to the point where somebody on commentary had to say, oh, Hardy just couldn't hold his grip any longer or something like that. You know, that's how obvious it was. Yeah, and I think that they could have incorporated the table in a different spot because I think probably thinking about it now, it would have been difficult to RKO him through the table. But if the table wasn't there, it would have been really easy to catch him in an RKO and just hit him on the mat. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think he could have done it through the table, if I'm honest. And I thought he was going to kick out, too. I thought Orton was going to bring the punt back because I thought that the match was so vicious that it would have tied into the story of Orton going off the rails and kind of solidified that whatever character this is yeah um but yeah so the ending was kind of flat yeah um what did we have next charlotte versus becky lynch yes we were texting Um, you want to go first because i know you you said you like this match right yeah uh, well okay i did really like the match i think that it was probably the second best main roster women's match of the year oh wow next to oscar and charlotte now once i say that i realize that i guess there hasn't been that many great women's main roster matches or yeah. really, really good, because I think that they could have done more, and I don't know if they held back because they're going to have a, a series of matches. Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking, and I kind of hate that. I did like it, though. I did give it three and a half. Oh, I think I'm getting my star ratings wrong here. I gave Orton and Hardy three and a quarter. I bumped it down. Okay. I gave Becky and Charlotte three and a half. 
Okay, yeah, see, I don't know if I thought it was quite that good, just because they stumbled a little bit here and there, and they weren't given a whole lot of time, I thought. Uh, yeah, it was about 13 minutes, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're kind of getting in the trend of, like, having the shorter matches early, so they leave time, and then you can kind of see, like, the last four matches are their, like, priority matches. Yeah. Um, the Which ending sucks. confused me. I yeah. rewatched it because I didn't know what happened. Oh, good. What happened? I, I don't think I know, especially oh. since the arm was worked on. So, okay, well, I do know what happened. I think Becky just he, won fairly is what happened. Well, no, I know, but the actual spot of reversing the spear into what looked like a lateral press and just into a pinning combination. Um, oh, yeah. It was very fluid, but confusing to the viewer, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. it happened smoothly, but I didn't know what happened. Right. So it was a weird decision to end the match like that, I thought. Definitely, in this situation. In that way. Especially with how like they followed it up. In specific way. Yeah. 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 Because it's um, like she just was better. I mean, it's all about... It's like, did you listen to Wade on SmackDown? Uh, some of it, yeah. They were saying it's like it's all about the after effect. I think Jason from Australia was saying it's all about their reactions to it, how Becky's handling it so shitty, versus Charlotte was willing to come out and congratulate her. Or at least on yeah. Sunday was willing to raise her hand. I thought they were going to just completely reverse and have Charlotte turn heel there and, like, recreate really? SummerSlam and... and yeah, well, because I think that it's obvious that Becky turning heel or the heel that they wanted is not happening. You're talking about at Hell in a Cell when Charlotte went to raise her hand. Yes, but even further uh, solidified through SmackDown, I thought, right. by the way, Becky was acting. And I just thought, well, I guess I wouldn't turn Charlotte heel in that moment. But I guess I thought that's where they could go and kind of just do a complete double turn after a heel turn a few yeah. months before that. Yeah, I don't know. Would Vince... Because what they went on to talk about on Wade was, would Vince know how to handle Becky right now, keeping the appeal that she has? Because right now the fans are kind of into her because of the edge, you know? I don't know. I'm kind of into her. Like, everything at SummerSlam, I was right there with the live crowd. Like, yeah, go Becky. I think I said that on the show. Like, while she was turning on Charlotte. Oh, yeah, no. I I mean, I think that I like what Becky's doing. I I mean, I think the people complaining are not giving it a chance. I think she's doing a phenomenal job. She's hotter than she's ever been. Um, and I like it all. I just thought Vince would change course. Not saying he should have. Yeah, okay. But I okay. like where things are. Yeah, I definitely. I like where things are. Definitely. For the time being. Um, next was, I don't know if you, if this is even an argument, but I, oh no, it, well for you it will be. But it's in the, the argument, the, the, yeah. My favorite match, my favorite of the match. My favorite night, oh my God, I can't speak. Favorite my night favorite of match. match of the, favorite match of the night was the Raw Tag Team Championships match. Because I guess I wasn't expecting it to be my favorite match of the night. Well, that's easy for you to say. Not that I thought it'd be bad. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't think they'd put in the work that they did and do a 22-minute... Uh, I guess I'd call it a classic tag team match. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. really what it was, yeah. Um, I thought The Shield was going to win. I really <laughs> thought The Shield was going to win. Oh, you mean Ambrose and Rollins, right? No, I mean Dolphin Drew, of course. <laughs> the Shield. Oh. The two guys well, that are the shield, well, not the okay. two guys that aren't the shield. Okay. Well, technically, they're not a shield until a three-man unit. I thought you were making a bad joke. I don't know why. No, yeah. Um, thanks. <laughs> so this is 22 minutes. It was a bit long. They keep doing this thing whenever Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler are in matches that they like make the first beginning like eight minutes kind of superfluous rest holds. Yeah. And, and then like a middle section that's great and then an ending sequence that's insane. Yeah, well, if it ain't broke. And this ending sequence was beyond insane. I yeah. mean, really fluid, really, really great stuff. Drew McIntyre was the star of the match for me. Yeah. When Seth made the tag and then the ref didn't see it, I thought for sure, I don't know why, but I thought Shield was going to win, like, especially at that point. After oh. Seth didn't make the tag, when it was clear that wasn't directly leading to the finish. And I don't know, during the entrances in the early part of the match, the way the commentary was talking, like, oh, if Dolphin Drew you know, maintain the tag titles, those three could all have the titles by the end of the night, and it's like, what? Why wouldn't you point out the more obvious thing? No, yeah, I thought that Dean and Seth had a good chance as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, a good, it gave, was a good match. It was a good tag match. Yeah, I I gave it four stars. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like you liked it a lot. I liked it a lot, too. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, I would probably argue the next match. I like the next match better personally yeah no there's definitely an argument to be made for sure so aj styles versus samoa joe for the wwe championship yeah uh, the trend continues of booking aj and feuds that need to continue through endings that are either inconclusive or 
I mean, this happens, but not conclusive. It's not exclusively AJ. This does happen all the time in WWE, but yeah, it feels just like it's becoming like Shinsuke or whatever. Well, that's exactly what I think of is AJ and Shinsuke. And now AJ and Joe are having different matches, but the same kind of ways to continue it. And so far they've been able to keep the feud interesting and believable. Yes. Like, like through Um, Hell in a Cell through Tuesday, even though the finish they used at Hell in a Cell was not the only stolen finish from another time, which... Yeah, I mean, this was definitely the SummerSlam Brock Lesnar Undertaker finish to yeah. a T. Yeah. And uh, I the- thought it was weird how they decided to show the audience what happened, like, way after it happened. Because I thought, like, Corey Graves was talking out of his ass at first, and he thought that AJ tapped. Yeah. And then, like, as, like, three minutes elapsed after the bell rang, I'm like, all right, why aren't they showing it then? Yeah. And then they finally it was, did. It was a while. Because it kind of makes AJ look like, you know, questionable. Yeah. Questionable. Absolutely. Like, there's totally no way around agree. it. Just like Undertaker. Like, it kind of makes him look like he was desperate to do anything, and I don't know. Um, And he has better ring awareness than Samoa Joe. Because he could, you know... You could tell where the ref's count is and what it kind of have a general idea of what he can and cannot see. Right. Accordingly. Absolutely. Sorry, go ahead. Um, they then announced a uh, no hold. Well, okay. They're not calling it no holds bar, which is really annoying me. They're saying no count out, no disqualification. There must be a winner. Yeah. Which is a really convoluted way of saying no holds barred. Yeah. Or a street fight. I mean, it's not, you know, they've, they've done that before. Street fight, um, extreme rules, it's all the same. Yeah, but at least if you say Street Fighter something, there's already that hidden notion that weapons will be utilized. Yeah, okay, I guess. Whereas in No Holds Barred, it's kind of like a no matter what happens in the actual match, count qualification, there has to be a winner. Right, okay. But that's already established, so I don't know why, I don't know. Obviously, I'm talking about the graphic they use for this match, and it says that underneath it. Yeah. It's very wordy. Very. Um, do we think, oh, well, I guess we can, never mind, we'll continue on the cell. Um... For now. Mixed tag match was next. Yeah, man. I was shocked. Worst though. match of the night. Yeah, definitely. Easily. Wow. Really bad. Yeah. Um, even Dana Bryan and the Mrs. part wasn't good, I, I didn't think. Yeah, I mean, they were off the rhythm. Yeah. Um, I only gave it two match. stars. I don't know why they keep having Maurice in these matches if... I mean, I, I, I don't really get it. I mean, I'm not saying she was a phenomenal wrestler when she was a wrestler, but like... At least have like a three minute exchange where we're reminded about her being like, don't remind us that she was the Divas champion. If her, she's going to do nothing. In the match, yeah. Right. It's just, it's weird. It's common knowledge that it's scripted. So we can all, like in situations like this, you can clearly tell that, you know, she's just involved to do the minimal to just, you know, barely still be able to call it a wrestling match. Yeah. And she definitely has like a foundational level knowledge of wrestling to do like a two to three minute exchange with Brie. You would think. So just the fact that they don't, and I don't know. So it was just weird. It was laid out weird. The ending was kind of botched. The roll-up wasn't good. No. Yeah. Um, you got one, marry one, kill one. Go. I hated Daniel and Bree's color scheme. It just wasn't all around. It What's wasn't good. Seattle? At it's the Seattle thing. Well, I mean, I know, but I still hated it. Yeah, me um, too. It's ugly. Especially since Daniel did that for <laughs> SummerSlam. And I don't care about football. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, she clearly so, just had one made, and it, I guess she got she got it Yeah, in time for so this. I, I gave it two stars. That was generous of you. I know. And we'll get into what happened on SmackDown when we talk about that. Yes, we will. Um, Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss. Yeah, this was like the match we were opinion. looking for, I thought. This reminded it, me of the match we were looking for. Okay, it definitely was, um, but... And this is don't need to reestablish the fact that I'm a Bliss fan every time I talk about her. Yeah, we know. But what I do, what I do think is that they should have done on Raw. Bliss should have taken like a steel chair or something and really hurt the ribs because I don't think what happened on Monday warranted that much selling from a Ronda Rousey. Yeah, even and that's even with with my girl getting in the offense. I think that she looks smart. I think that, like you said, it was definitely the match that I wanted at SummerSlam. Maybe you could shave off like three minutes. Yeah. Um, all I wanted at SummerSlam was just a, was just a, you know Bliss outsmarting Rousey, hitting a few of her moves, and then Rousey flipping it into an armbar, and that's it. Yeah, you know so they kind of overshot it a little bit. A little bit with yeah. the ribs. Yeah, the ribs. Um, yeah, she definitely sold them a little bit too much, relatively. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, I do think Lana did a good job at selling, though. I just think that they should have done more. The Bookers should have done more for Bliss to. I mean, she did the insult to injury, which is the direct uh, rib inflicting move. 
Yeah. Um, it's not a rib. And, you know, I think a good near fall would have been the Twisted Bliss because she hits her ribs and then Ronda could have kicked out. And that would have made the match probably better. You know, a good near fall never hurts. Yeah. Um, but I thought that for what it was for Ronda's first over 10-minute match where she had to use story you know story and psychology and selling yeah i thought i thought it was more than passable for ronda i really did i, I was i was pretty impressed because she hasn't been in, in a position like this ever yet really yeah no it was good yeah i really liked when her leg gave out because especially in the replay like i don't know she sold it convincingly she did definitely um it probably was a three and a quarter star match but because of the experience factor and it being bliss and rousey i gave it three and a half stars yeah, that's in the ballpark. It's fair, reaching. I guess. It's probably reaching a bit. Yeah, I mean, but it's I, I a little just... short for that. But I guess for um, what it ultimately is, that you know makes sense how much time it was, how long it was, rather. Yes, definitely. Um, and then, uh, God, the main event. Yeah, um, yeah you were right. I got what? Breezing right through this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh, man. Okay, well, let's talk about Mick Foley's f*** up at first. Yeah, what? What were you talking about? Well, he counted to th- he counted Roman down for three. When? In like in like the first five minutes of the match, Strowman gave Roman uh his finishing move and Foley hit the hit the mat for three. I mean Roman, you Roman Roman kicked out. No, he kicked out, but Mick Foley literally hit one, two, three. Come on, your job yeah, is the referee, mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, but I mean the, I don't know, the match, you know, that that shit happens. Like, I, I don't know. It's Mick Foley, dude. Like, between the commentary, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like, the you know, the way the commentary... I forget what they said, but they, I thought they I don't kind know. of I just feel like you have one job in that match. You come back after all, all this time, and you can't even get that right. They were like, there was a close one there, or something like that. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. I just... It really it rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. And I just I don't understand to ask you why about it was that done. Text me. I should have rewatched it, but... Um, oh, well. Yeah, it was pretty... I mean, the crowd was booing, and it was Mick Foley they were booing, too, keep in mind. It was pretty... Strowman yeah. sold it well, I thought, as like a heel. Yeah. Um, but uh, and the rest of it was, I mean, not definitely not, nothing up to the standard of, of the matches they had last year. Um, no, yeah, definitely not. That's a good. Way Foley to put was it. just distracting even after that. I still don't know. Even after watching the totality of the match, I don't get it why he was in there. Yeah. Um. So then they're you know fighting. Uh, there was a table spot. Roman Spears Strowman through the table, and then you hear Brock's music. Thank you for telling me no spoilers because I was watching this in work because I was very drunk the previous night this happened and fell asleep before watching the ending and then managed to still not spoil it. Wow. So I finished it at about nine. Well, when I texted you, I think it was about 10 o'clock in the morning. I finished it the next day. Yeah. And um, I was like, and I was at my desk. I was like, whoa. It was so it the was, moment was cool. It was surprising, um, right? It was surprising. I liked, I thought it was clever on their part. I think Brock, man, people say, oh, Brock's lazy, Brock's this. Even if he has little little things to do like this, everything he did, I loved. I loved his face. I loved the way he kicked the door in. I loved the way he walked over the door. Yeah. I just, I, 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 I mean, he just, I mean, he plays, he plays, you can say what you want about him. He just plays the role so well. He really does. Um, now, yeah. that doesn't make me like the actual ending anymore. I mean, I'm complimenting Brock's performance, but did the fact you- that... Sorry, go what? ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that the, the fact that it's a Hell in a Cell match, you have a pay-per-view built around it, and, you know, those table the, those table shots did look brutal, and he laid everything in thick, and then, you know, Mick Foley gets pepper sprayed, and I guess that's Paul Heyman's new thing. It's like it's like the new uh, cell phone. Remember he had the cell phone? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's pepper spray. It's new thing. Yeah. But I mean, why would it? Why? Why would the ref? The referee should never be instructed to call off a hell in a cell match. Dude, yeah, if, that even was. Even if they can't continue, that was the worst part about it. I was so souped when Lesnar showed up, and when it didn't it end so suddenly, like right after yeah. Lesnar's involvement, Lesnar's leaving, the refs calling off the match. You're like, wait, what? And then it just like fades out into Foley's thing, and you're like, what? They did the same thing with SummerSlam, but at least with SummerSlam, they did it to, to deflect the booze of Roman. Yeah, it was more understandable. It was um, like, I'm ready for you to get this off my TV at SummerSlam. Less, yeah. A lot less so here. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was disappointing. Um, and it's a shame because the pay-per-view itself was good. It flowed well. You know, the mixed tag match wasn't great, but everything else was a serviceable above three-star match. Yeah. 
Did I point? Uh, did I point? They really ended on a sour note. Yeah, really did. Especially yeah. considering what happened right before with Lesnar. Like that should have been a high note. That was like, that should have been a gimme home run. You know. Honestly, the all you had to do. Oh, no. you, you hit a home run and then you just like walked to the parking lot and left instead of running the bases. I was gonna say all you had to do was have Roman beat Braun and then have Brock come out to end it like that because Roman running would have been shitty. But then. It wouldn't make sense to have a triple threat match at Crown Jewel. Yeah, I guess. I guess that was which we thinking. haven't talked about. Which uh, I guess we can transition right into that announcement, right? Is there anything else from Cell? Well, did I point out to you what that match's finish was? Because that was the other big stolen finish from my vantage point. Uh, you texted me. I, I forgot. I forgot you, the you, event that you said. It was literally the last time somebody gave notice about cashing in their money in the bank was Cena. It was like a week before Raw 1000. He cashed in at Raw 1000. Big Show interfered. The match got thrown out, and Cena was out the title match. I mean, he was ultimately given a rematch like Braun was, but again, same thing. He was ultimately given a triple threat match with the guy he was fighting and the guy that interfered. Same exact thing as this. Yeah, but at least that wasn't a Hell in a Cell match. Exactly. Same thing as last time, but this time lamer. But the point is, they should have found a way to do it at least a little bit differently. It's literally the same, the, the exact same well, thing I mean, as I last agree. time the guy gave a heads up. Only this time I, the guy turned heel in between, which made him look ten times dumber, as I've covered. You're definitely right. I just don't think the ending being similar to another ending is the issue. I think the issue is the match being in Hell in a Cell and what they market the Cell as, and it ending as a no contest like that. That's that funny. is a big issue, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's just unacceptable. Yeah. Definitely. What's yeah? What's the point of the Hell in a Cell if that can be the ending? Exactly. Yeah, and also why was that? I mean, you could tell that the the door was very easy to kick. I yeah. mean, I understand that Lesnar's strong, and that's where we're supposed to think. Um, and his body language and the way he portrayed it made it work. Right. But still, what was? Didn't it seem like he kind of f fived Roman onto Braun, like to cover him? To me, it seemed a like little, that a little bit. Yeah. So it that, seemed like see, the ref just count, should just count ending. that. Yeah. That would have been clever. And the, the, the triple threat would still make perfect sense, and it would be different yep. enough that I wouldn't, yep. you know, from the Money in the Bank thing that I, would, I oh, wouldn't man. be complaining. That would have been awesome, actually, come to, come to think of it. Lesnar leaves and turns around, and Roman just, like, kind of gets his hand over and the ref pins. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Come on, guys. Oh, man. Instead, it's wishful booking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, moving on to Monday, Crown Jewel, the Crown Jewels. Uh, Roman comes out, by the way, they just continue, the writers continue to screw Roman because he's all, like, he almost seemed proud of this. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm still the champion. Well, yeah. well, of course, what? What do you mean? Yeah. No, you should be angry. You should be calling, I mean, yeah, he called out Brock eventually, but just the way they, the way they set it up, I, I, I wasn't, I just didn't like it. They continue to just not know how to write him. Yeah. They're idiots, man. It's so easy, and it's so avoidable. Yeah. It is so avoidable. They just don't know. They, they don't, I don't know, there's certain Braun, things. Braun had the right action reaction. Braun was perfect. Yeah. He has a heel. And yep. it's a shame that because they turned him heel, and I knew it was going to happen, he had to say, and only you were stupid. I no, was waiting for it, yeah. if he didn't say that and he was babyface, it would have been the no, most he said logical. Sucks. He said, this sucks. Uh, right, sorry. Yeah. Sucks. yeah, no, 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 but yeah, yeah, I was waiting and for I'm that, thinking, and you knew it was coming. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, Braun, oh, he's saying all the right things, this is how Roman should be, be reacting, but now he's going to have to, of course, turn in the crowd, because the crowd's that, agreeing man. with him. Cheap Pete, and, you know, getting a cheap pop, it's, it's the worst. Yeah, Like, definitely. saying the name of the town or saying the people, the live crowd sucks. Like, it's the worst thing you could do as a wrestler. It's the easiest go-to, and thusly should never be used unless your name's Mick Foley or, you know, Elias. So, um, and this all leads to the announcement by Baron, uh, acting general manager Baron Corbin. Yeah. That, um, at Crown Jewel, the worst, one of the, among the worst names for a pay-per-view, right up there with Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, um, I love it. It'll be a triple threat match. Honestly, they've been building this match since f***ing SummerSlam. Why not just make Survivor Series? Well, I mean, I know yeah. why. Don't answer that question. Yeah. They need to, I get it. I know why. But the hell can he do? Uh, and also, it, they it, want this to be a big event. And, you right. Know, well, that's right. That's the other part. The Saudi prince's family probably paid for Brock. That's probably I think he's a big part of why he's back. Saudi prince. Yeah, I think yeah, he's like he's, a younger guy. No, yeah, he's a kid. I think he's a kid. No, I think he's like... A kid that's like an heir to like, you know, 
Oh, like he's yes, like a young probably. kid. I think yeah. that's that's where like the Yokozuna and Ultimate Warrior and shit come from. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I mean, I I think Roman's gonna win, obviously. Yeah. Lol. Um. Like, what do you think is happening with Brock after this? Do you think he just agreed to a one match thing? There's rumors that he signed a new deal. That's why I'm asking. I mean, I don't think he's just gonna appear at Crown Jewel. That's what you're asking. I don't think he's just gonna appear at Crown Jewel. On the other hand, I oh, think okay. it's I think it's absolutely predetermined that Roman's coming out of Crown Jewel as the champion, which by the way Of course also sucks because the perception, even in Kayfabe, is that he's the least to me, is that he's the least capable out of those three. Yeah. Definitely. So, I don't know. And then later on Baron Corbin proceeds to book himself in a universal championship match in the main event. Um should we talk about that now finally. just as we're on the on the topic? Sure. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought. Yeah, finally. Um, yeah, I mean, they did a bunch of setting up for this match. and uh, Oh, we left out the, uh, I'm sorry, at Hell in a Cell, we left out that in terms of your motif of recreating spots. The Dolph Ziggler, Seth Rollins falling off the middle of the, the hell of, of the cell. Literally what him and Ambrose did. Oh, yeah, I wasn't sure if you wanted to talk about it. Yeah, no, that's one of the... One like of the what? spots. Yeah, I, I, like it's, it's the Shawn Michaels off the side. Like, after Mick Foley, it's just... Jesus. It's like you might as well save your energy or your bump, you know, save the points on your bump card because... Um, yeah, though, with, to do it with two people only four years after. Like, at least, you know, I know what you're saying. People are desensitized to it, but at least Shawn was alone. It's Like, this was right. yeah, punch go ahead. for punch, headbutt for headbutt. Literally off the of, same. like, the same exact step-for-step thing. It was not... And so I wasn't even excited, it's like, really. I wonder how much deja vu Seth is getting right now. Yeah, well, right, exactly. And he was fucking in it, too. And you knew it was going to be the double headbutt. Like, that's what we're all waiting on. Uh-huh. And then it was yep. almost exactly like timing and everything. It was so reminiscent of the Dean and Seth thing. Because it's like they headbutted each other, and then they still waited a beat to fall. Like, just because, I don't know, of, of nerves or whatever. But Damn, we got to put a rocket ship under this. Kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, I, was, uh, it, it yeah. was, yeah, very similar, very reminiscent. Um... And then in the main event, it was like the same overbooked mess. You have you have Corbin doing the whole getting disqualified, restarting the match in a no GQ stipulation. Then you yeah. have Ziggler and McIntyre coming. Uh, Strowman came out too. Yeah, yeah. And then Dean and, and Seth and Roman wins, of course, because oh, it was just oh, it's boring. It's bar- I mean, Baron's bad, and I mean, not bad, just not not main event worthy for me. Yeah. He's not dead. I'm bored, brother. He's a serviceable wrestler. I like his I like his character and promos as this general manager character backstage. I like him. But I don't want him in the main event with the other boring guy. <laughs> like, oh, no. my God. Can we compare the Raw and SmackDown main events this week? Oh, no. I don't think we can. This week on Raw, Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns. This week on SmackDown, AJ Styles versus Andrade Cien Almas. Which match is better? Who can really say? That should have closed. Uh, well, we'll get into that. Down. The answer um, is anyone with eyes can say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I really don't have anything else to say about about any of this. It's it's boring. It's monotonous. It's, yeah, it's formulaic, very repetitive. And I'm not looking forward to the next few months of and, wrestling on Raw. And what's yeah, just the whole thing with Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin. Even that was more interesting than Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns' dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. Like how Strowman was like, I know I can kill you. Like, oh, that's. Maybe Braun should try to make sure Baron wins tonight for that reason because it makes a lot of sense. I don't know. That would never happen, though. No, I don't think so. so. Yeah. Um, oh, what about what Leo? Some other things. From- Leo Rush on. Yeah, well, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't sure. Oh, I thought we were going to move to yes. SmackDown. Yeah. Should we talk about that? I don't know. I thought he was awesome. That was a great, amazing raw debut. So good. I want them to be a tag team. I don't even think I want them to be a manager. Right. I want to be a. Ta- I want it to be a tag team. Because it was all. It was so thrilling the whole time. Kevin Owens it and was. Elias were going after him. Yeah, it was great. Crowd reaction was on point. Yep. It, yeah, definitely. Every every um, like second or two, he did something for like a you know a few things in a row. He did something really cool that the crowd popped appropriately too. I do think that they have to watch out of two or five live also becoming almost like a feeder system. Because it kind of devalues that brand to me. Um, now I love what they're doing. I'm not saying oh Leo shouldn't be doing this because of that, but I do because now you know Drake Maverick. I just feel like Two Five Live is like this. You could borrow talent and they could do two roles, and Monday Night Raw is more important, which it obviously is. But uh, you know Leo Rush also could have been a really sick babyface or heel cruiserweight champion. I thought he was going to be the one to take the title off Cedric Alexander, to be honest, with the way he's been portrayed. 
Now, I guess it doesn't mean that he can't, but I don't know. And then, and then they, and then it's the same thing. Drake was a babyface on two five, heel on Raw. Leo was a heel on two five, babyface on Raw. It's just I don't know. It, it's a little. That's the part that I'm not a super fan of. But but I do love what they're doing in general with that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So so what would you would you have just had them handle it a little bit differently in the lead up? Or uh, should they just, should Bobby turn, Lashley be turning heel? Uh, no, well, well, um, I think this partnership works out as baby faces because you're just well, because of the crowd I, reaction. So far, judging by the crowd reaction, I think that's a pretty safe thing to say. Yeah, I, but I think it could have worked as a heel. But my main thing is just flip them on two hundred five, make them an established baby face on two hundred five. So the people that do watch two hundred five, which I understand are not that aren't a lot, so I'm I'm in the minority of people caring about this. Um, but it's an established character trait that he already has from one show to another. Not that they're two separate like personalities for two separate shows. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Well, do you think they're going to be? You think he's going to show up on 205 Live and be, what, like all cocky? Is that what you're saying? Um, next week, you think he's going to show up next week and be and be like all cocky on two hundred five? Well, I, I I don't know. I'm mean, I'm looking forward to see what they do. But my point is that before he did this, he was a heel. Right. It's a dramatic shift because last week when we saw him with Bobby Lashley in like the pre tapes, you couldn't really get the sense of what was going on. But this week, it's pretty clear that I yes, don't know the absolutely. idea of them being a face tag team right now is seems like the right way to go, at least for the time being. No, yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Yeah. Until the crowd turns on Leo Rush by association. Yeah. <laughs> huh. um, Hopefully not, but yeah. Because he's a good talker too. So it looks like we're leading to Kevin Owens and Bobby Lashley, I guess, in a singles match at some point. I don't know, maybe a crown jewel since there's a tag ma- a random tag match at um at uh, oh, the other one. I, I yeah. can't keep up with these names anymore. I really can't. Uh, at, uh, Super Showdown. Super yeah, showdown. it's going to be uh, John Cena... And Bobby Lashley, who I'm sure will have Leo Rush in his corner there now that we, because we know it'll, because it kind of puts a duo of Elias and Kevin Owens in perspective now, you know. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to retroactively because they did the same thing with the with the Rousey segment where Rousey was going to have an open an open challenge and Natty comes out and the Riot Squad are attacking Natty. Yeah, now, the Riot Squad had a previous beef with the Bella Twins, but not with Ronda. And the match at Super Showdown was announced three weeks ago. So it's like they're like reverse booking this all, just yeah. Because it, it's weird. Very. So what is like John Cena going to come out to save them all because he's in a tag match with them, like in a few weeks or whenever? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, he what? doesn't need to. I mean, judging by Monday. Well, he doesn't need to, but the Bella, the, uh, right? They okay, yes, yeah. but they also didn't need to do what they did with the Rousey stuff, right? They're only doing it because the match is happening, right? So let's talk about yeah. that. I, I hate this Bella. Like I hate. You you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly right. And when Bella, when they either turn or don't get along in Super Showdown, leading to, you know, a rupture to the point where, surprise, Nikki Bella and Ronda Rousey are going to fight at Evolution, I guess, like a month from now. We're going to find that out. Surprise, we're going to be so surprised. It's just too much. It's going to be too far. It's going to be what we're talking about to too much of an extreme, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Way too much. If you can't say something entertaining, then shut the hell up. Um, what did you think about Natty being the one who would have answered the challenge? Is that what the implication was? I guess. Well, yeah. Why? Why do you think she was coming out? Because was she? I mean, the the riot squad just carried her out. The implication is that she was coming out, but like, that means that they just beat her up. Like, right? I don't. You know. They might have just no, dragged Wade, her from Wade the back. Wade interpreted it the same way. That that and also in Natalia's body language in the segment preceding this, where Natty was like, "You'll never know who will answer the challenge." I think I right. think it was implied that Natty would have answered it. I didn't think it was implied so strongly that it was supposed to be obvious. Why would her music play though? How would the Riot Squad control her music playing? Yeah, that's a good point. I couldn't remember yeah. whether or not her music played. That's a good point. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting if they if, if that means anything for a potential Rousey and Natty feud or if that was just going to be like a friendly Yeah, that's competition. weird. Well, yeah. I, w- I mean, based I was on the way... for the match. Yeah. Based on the way she said it backstage, you would think they would have been going for a friendly competition, and it's especially based on the way it happened because otherwise the Riot Squad literally just undercut a would-be heel turn on the part of Natty that they've been building for months. 
So it must have, you know, I guess they're going to say that it was, you know, she was going to try to teach her a lesson. I don't know. Because it's useless now, isn't it? Well, not necessarily that it would have been a heel turn from Natty because she answered it, but that because she was willing to be the one to answer it, what could it mean for the future, if that makes sense? Oh, okay. I Because you know to me, I mean? it could have like, just, like, what she could have played it off like I'm trying to show you that anyone could answer it. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Um, What was the other woman stuff? Uh... Bailey versus Dana Brooke. Yeah. There's really not much that happened there. She came out with the kids. The kids? Yeah, oh, Bailey yes. And Tasha right, right, came right. Out yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. Um, oh, wait. Alexa was out with Alicia. Who did they face? Oh, Ember Moon and Nia Jax. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, that's right. They were in um, Ember's hometown. Oh, by the way, um, why did Ember take Alexa's place in the Mixed Match Challenge? Uh, they, uh, it's a good question. They said that Alexa was injured. Huh. Like, like. But, she, and, and they, and the W.com article said it was from Rhonda's armbar. So I don't know if, which I think is a very cool touch if they, cause they, and they said only for one match. Like it wasn't like she was out of the entire tournament. Oh, okay. It was just for that week. So yeah. I'm assuming it was storyline and it's pretty cool. Cause Alexa, not, well, not cool, but I think smart. Cause Alexa and Rhonda, I think are done. And to continue selling that, it was just some, it was de- it was like very detail oriented. I felt right because they did explicitly state it was because of Ronda's armbar. Okay, now, yeah, I guess that's cool. So it's just a kayfabe writing around for maybe I don't yeah. Know. I guess that's yeah. cool because you know Braun and because Ember's a face now. I mean, you know, like. Ember's a face now that Braun is teaming up with as opposed to Alexa heel, and he's a heel. I, I guess it doesn't yeah. matter in the MMC. They don't, they don't really look at... I don't think they really look at stuff like that. They yeah. probably should. Because they, they also don't. had Braun and Kevin Owens going up against each other last night, right? Yes. <laughs> it's like, probably you know, because they were feuding all summer, and now suddenly, and for no reason, Kevin Owens is, like, helping Braun. But now they're back to fighting each other for this, for this thing. Uh, Seth and Dolph had a IC title match. Yeah, um, that w- w- with the notion being that Seth wouldn't be able to compete, even though well, Seth wouldn't show Dolph up because Seth... of the bump. Yeah, even though they both had the same bump. Like what? Yeah, so that's weird. Yeah, bad, um, bad premise. Very. And then they had a match, which was good. It was a lot shorter than all their other ones, thankfully. And uh, Seth now won, so Seth and Dolph, I think, would be done. It was a pretty conclusive finish. Yeah. I mean, that was um, a rematch that some people have, you know, been quick to remind us about. I thought that Dean and Drew had a great match. Yeah. I really liked yeah, it. I it was really good. liked it. I liked the finish a lot. Yeah, it was a good match. Loved I mean, it. they're both really the finish. Both good. Drew, uh, Drew's really stepping it up these past few weeks. I mean, he's always great, but two nights in a row, he had really good performances, I thought. Yeah, definitely. Um, what else from Raw? Those are the big things I can think of. Am I missing something? Gable uh, Benjamin, that's still a thing. Yeah. Uh they got um, attacked after the match, so I don't know. Um oh there was uh oh the AOP with Drake Maverick. Dude, the AOP are threatening some little dude backstage and then Drake Maverick is like, Come on guys, stop it. But the guy they're he he's literally the same size as the guy that they're assaulting. It's like, why would you assault one guy? And then listen to another. Like, you're yeah, not giving us any reason why they're listening I, to one I, little guy and yeah. beating up another. Yeah, there must be some sort of irony to that that we're supposed to pick up. If not, the writers are just dumb. Yeah. Well, you know what my guess is? <laughs> the writers are dumb? Yeah. I mean, unless they've got yeah. some answer in their back pocket, some mysterious answer. What would suffice? If Drake Maverick found, like, some gem that Paul Ellerig gave him? That like controls them. That's like the source of their power or some shit. He keeps it locked up. Like, you know what they should have done? They should have had AOP on NXT without Paul Ellering. Done the whole breakup Paul Ellering angle on NXT, so they were already established by the time they came to the main roster. By themselves, you mean? You yeah. Th- you think so? You think this is a response to them by themselves not really landing? Because I don't. Did they really oh, give it a fair shot? Absolutely. I mean, why Drake Maverick well, then? Well, I'm not disagreeing with that, but well, I think Drake Maverick is a good talker. It's just the dichotomy that we're talking about is weird. Yeah, very. Yeah. And they're not like show. They're not doing anything to explain it. Like even if he was, I don't know. Even if he was, I don't want to say good enough talker, but like if he was 
committed enough to whatever his thing is, just like being smug and British. And he like kind of spoke in a way that commanded attention. You could at least be like, okay, they're listening to him because he's convinced them that he can help them or, you know, I don't know, something like they, they're giving us nothing. Like he's just, he's just ordering them around backstage and they're just doing what he says. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's weird. Yeah. So I guess let's move um, on to SmackDown. Yes. All right. SmackDown. Um, how did SmackDown open? I'm trying to remember. SmackDown opened with well, Miz just, doing Miz TV. Yes. With his biggest guest ever. It was a real hard get. Yeah, you saw where this was going pretty quickly, right? Honestly, I didn't until the music hit. Because I, I just... But did you wonder give, where Maurice was? I guess. Yeah, no. Nah, I, I figured she wasn't there. I, I, I Yeah, you're, that's a good point. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I should have should have made... I should have... Should have hit me right away, but it didn't. The way he was talking about it, I was like, oh, shit. Well, <laughs> I literally he thought to myself, great. oh, Cena? <laughs> 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 what an idiot. <laughs> well, that's because he's so good at what he does, so I could see why it was believable. I guess. But, um, I guess. Yeah, this all happened, and then and then Daniel comes out. Maurice pretends like she's really injured. I thought that Maurice was going to announce that she's pregnant again. Is that because when of... she said that When she said that I'm taking time off. Oh, yeah. And the baby's already five months old, so it's not the craziest thing for them to... Well, for them, it would be weird based on their schedule. Well, but, like, was it also, parents in general. Was your thinking that also based in part on her selling when she was supposed to be injured? Because to uh, me, that was one of my criticisms was, guys, uh, this would have to be on the other side of the pregnancy if you're trying to go for what I think you're trying to go for. No. <laughs> or at well, least like, she would have been... had to have given birth clo- you know, more recently than five months, I think. Yeah. Well, what I thought was going to happen is they would never do this and they probably shouldn't have. But for the the reason to be that Maurice isn't going to be on SmackDown anymore. And then before she announces it, Daniel Bryan comes out and then they do that spot. And then you find out that the reason why Maurice isn't going to be on is because she's pregnant, which makes that moment awful. And then they scared Daniel. Because why did Daniel care that much that he hit her? In hindsight, she- just to convince Ms. Maurice that their plan was working because... According to him backstage, he knew it was a ruse the whole time. Oh right, I, f- I forgot that. Like, yeah, true. Which to me, yeah, I was like, that made me. That too made me think back on it and be like, then why the hell did you? S- you seemed convincingly pretty concerned. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. He's not the best actor either. I mean, not according to Tuesday, he's a pretty good actor. <laughs> and yeah, so they officially announced, even though we knew this was happening for a while, they announced. Um, oh my God, the Undertaker. Oh wow! Yeah. Well. Yeah, so The Undertaker comes out on Raw, and really the most important thing that he says is that Kane will be in his corner, Shawn yes. Michaels will be in Triple H's corner, the only and this confirms said. that in Saudi Arabia it'll be a tag team match and Shawn Michaels will be running out of retirement. Wait. I, I mean, come on. Well, did you hear Wade? They were talking about it, that being a thing for like the, the live crowd and not for the network. Yeah, no, they were speculating on that. that I, is, that I, would I be cannot crazy, imagine. Though. I... They will never have Shawn Michaels return, spend the money on his return, not to put it on the network that they talk about literally every minute on Raw. It would never happen. So you think he's definitely never. returning at the Saudi Arabia show? That's crazy. I, I yeah, I, we, I mean, we all, the internet predicted it. I, I predicted that they were going to go the tag match route. And the main thing was, is Kane able to being mayor now? And clearly I think that he is. Clearly because he can go to, he can make the Australia show. Why? I don't know. I guess it's possible that they do this that, that they do the singles match for Kane and Shawn Michaels to interact there and then drop it. But I, I don't see it. I just I just don't. I think it's going to be a tag team match. Yeah, I mean, I could obviously tool. see why you could think that, especially with the DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. Mm-hmm. The Saudi Arabia kid, I'm sure, wants to play with those toys. Um, I still think I would have used Shawn Michaels' return on a singles match. And I don't think I agree with it, but of course, it is, yeah, I, mean, so I don't hate it. That's part of what makes me a big part of what makes me push back against it so much, is because that. Yeah, that's, no, me too. But I guess they feel like they would um, have to involve the Undertaker, especially based on the way Sean talks about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, and, yeah then, and then so what? Shawn Michaels happening. versus Undertaker, the singles match at WrestleMania. That seems like a pretty safe follow-up bet. Yeah. If you yeah. know, if then a pretty safe if then, mm-hmm. which also sucks because. Again, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Daniel Bryan, just to name a few. And also, the novelty of seeing Taker and Shawn Michaels standing across the ring will probably be wasted at Crown Jewel. 
for the first time in so many years. Oh, Will, it'll be used to tease the WrestleMania match, I guess. No, but I'm saying that I'm sure that, I mean, unless they don't get in the ring together, they're, they're not both the legal men in the tag team match, but that moment will be wasted on Crown Jewel, them standing across the ring from each other, able to wrestle in a match. Whereas if it was just a singles match at WrestleMania, it would at least be the first time they're touching each other since WrestleMania 26. <laughs> yeah. Touching dudes. Like, my point is that if you're going to waste The Undertaker on Shawn Michaels' probably last singles match ever, at least make it a novelty and, and book it in a way where we want to see it and it's worth seeing. Oh, and so don't, okay, yeah. So that you're like, saying that's why you shouldn't moment. have the tag match at Saudi Arabia. Well, right, because it'll be an epic moment when at least, even if we don't want this to be Shawn Michaels' match, at, at the very least, seeing them in the ring when the bell rings will be an awesome moment. Regardless of if that's the match that should be happening. For me, at least, as a fan. Yeah. I, I will be looking forward to that. I mean, they're obviously going to want to, you know, find a way to please the Saudi prince and well, yeah, that's use why this I know to tease WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, right. No, I know. That's, I'm just disappointed in that already before it happens. Yeah. It sucks. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, back to SmackDown. Back to SmackDown. Well, so this actually yeah. remi- reminded me that what did you think about the Miz's big uh, headline news that he was able to break? Oh, that's what I That's right. Yeah. Um, For some yeah, reason, The Undertaker reminded good. me about that. Sorry, not go ahead. good. Not well, good. Oh, it reminded me that that reminded me of Undertaker too, because that's what I was about to bring up before I, I remember the Undertaker. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So um, this match has been announced for weeks. We talked about it on the show, and now it's breaking news that Daniel Bryan and the Miz will have another match this time for the WWE Championship. Yeah. An opportunity for oh, the yeah. WWE Championship. Yeah. We talked about on on the show already that this match has been announced for weeks. Yeah. Daniel Bryan and the Miz for an opportunity. Yeah, it's um, crazy. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's crazy. Very strange. Like, I, um, it's just like they're are they just really not paying attention? To the, like, do they they, they they not know that we know the whole card for Evolution and that you should at I the very least do. take just, steps to to change some yeah. of it at the very least, or at least make it you know book it accordingly. You know, don't have. Nikki Bella turn on Ronda and then say, oh, I guess we got to have a title match at Evolution. Like, nobody in the world is going to buy that. Yeah, but to their credit, at least that Nikki Bella-Ronda Rousey match hasn't already been set in stone and, and marketed and, and, and announced. We only know about it through rumors. The well, Daniel yeah. Bryan Miz match has been physically announced for the WWE So it's worse. Too. So it's worse. I'm just saying, it even, even in that case, they should definitely be... You know, uh, yeah. you know, changing, co- correcting their their course accordingly. Especially, they should be in this case. That to have him say that is just crazy, and it doesn't. Yeah, no. and it doesn't work to just have it be like, "Oh, he's a heel," so he lied when he said it was a big announcement. Uh, same thing with the bar versus New Day is happening at Super Showdown. The bar lost their number one contendership match, so it makes no sense that this is a thing. Um, yeah. They didn't make this seem like it was breaking news, at least, but still, it doesn't really make sense. Only, um, only after Cesaro pinned Kofi on SmackDown does it even do they even have like a a reason? Like, it, as far as I'm concerned, Cesaro had to win that match Tuesday. Oh yeah, for that reason. Um, and I don't think that match is that big of a match that it would sell tickets that they couldn't have done that that way. Where yeah. you know Cesaro beats Kofi now. and then they announce it. Yeah. yeah, or have a match next week, a non-title match, and they beat New Day, and then announce it. Like, and you know, this the match this week was just to give them that opportunity. But either way, you're not. You're right. It's not selling any extra tickets. And then we have Asuka and Naomi being a partnership only because they're oh. forced to, because the Iconics are from Australia, which I love them, and I'm happy they're on the cards, so I'm okay with all this. Um, Wouldn't the Bells Asuka... be be such a better team for this spot in every possible way? Oh, so much, but I guess Vince still sees them as big superstars, apparently. So why do you want to turn them heel? Even if they beat the Iconics, they have good. They have a big face victory. Yeah. Like, um, and then Asuka beats Billy Kay pretty definitively, so I hope that the Iconics win in Australia, at least. Well, good luck with that. And then Andrade AJ. Um, uh, well, incredible. English and Rusev. Oh, yeah. Um, I this I hate I really Dude, don't like the story to be honest good. I don't find it it's yeah. not good at all are are they in what way is Rusev a face as far as I'm concerned he had yeah. that coming on Tuesday all things considered definitely and Aiden pretty 
That was a pretty brutal, I mean, he disintegrated that microphone. Like, it was ultimately his fault that they lost on Sunday. Yeah. He went oh, to attack no, Big E instead of tagging in, and that's what allowed Aiden to get pinned. It's and just even so Lana, weird like, that, yeah. Even Lana saying, like, oh, like, listening to Rusev when he's saying, like, I don't want to um, listen. Like, just say, Aiden said A, B, and C. Just just say it. Yeah. Don't, I don't care if he's saying, don't tell me. Just say it. Yeah. Yeah, so, that whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that Rusev has something going on, but it's not booked very well. I wish it were something a lot better, yeah. Yeah, me too. Even for um, English, like, English is, uh, it's just, I don't know. They're not like it, you know. This is the worst thing to do is to try to give somebody a. F- you're not giving him a good chance as a face when he's starting out, and we're asking these questions like, to, and he's somebody that the fans were already predisposed to root for. So all you had to do was not f it up, and yeah, that was too much to ask. Like it is, yeah. like it is all too often. Um, so AJ versus Andrade. Yes, uh, incredible, amazing. I want to watch them wrestle every single week. Yeah. Um, I really think that Samoa Joe could have interfered in this match and AJ did not need to win. Uh, or not win, but just not pin him. Because now he's definitively beat him in, in the only ways to win wrestling matches. Standard wrestling matches. Right, but he did... I don't know. It, Andrade is still very new to the SmackDown card. And it wasn't like it was you know a squash match, obviously. And it was also like AJ... I think the finish where AJ went to pin him and then was like, no, screw that, I needed to do my finisher. That doesn't do nothing for Andrade. No, but I don't think the casual wrestling fan looks into things like that like we do. I mean, you're right. You're not wrong, but I I, I don't know. I just yes, think, I don't think I casual Samoa wrestling fan is like, oh, this this Andrade guy who I didn't know six weeks ago or or how you know however long ago, like not that long ago, is pretty good. and he's And he's holding his own against the champion. Yeah, I mean, it's not the first time he's held... I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, you're right, sure. you're right. But uh, I don't know. I'm just playing the devil's advocate. Just don't... Ha- I mean, it, it's... Joe just... It was an easy out, is my point. Yeah, but I kind of um, like that they had a, a match to the end. I don't know. I was, I was okay with it. I Because I um, just... I, they do that too much where there's interferences, you know? just It's not okay just because it's a TV match. Even TV matches need endings sometimes. Right, sometimes. I agree with the last statement. The last word is key. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I make sure to put the ones I think you'll agree with most at the end. There we go. And with okay, so with an ending, put it in the main event. I don't think the Becky Charlotte segment was worthy of the main event. Oh yeah, at all. Yeah. So that was my other problem. So it, I, I honestly think yeah, I'd be I would have swapped okay. these. Two. I think I'd be okay with Andrade losing, knowing that he was in the main event of SmackDown, at least. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about it as the main event. Like, cause just because it's the last match, but yeah, you're. I would definitely, yeah, I would definitely swap yeah. these. No, you're right though. Yeah. I would definitely swap yeah. these. Um, and then, and and then the Becky and Charlotte thing, nothing really happened. I mean, Becky did really some really good work. It, it wasn't both did. total heel. wasn't wasn't total face. I liked what she said. Um, it was pretty heel. Yeah, it was pretty heel. When she comes out though, she looked and she smiled a bit. I think she's playing it smart. Yeah, no and new I music. That, well, that's the other thing I, I, I've noticed too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they announced the match for a Super Showdown between them for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah. I was afraid that they were going to say Steel Cage then because Charlotte kept talking after. She yeah. She was like started to describe the match. I thought, but then she stopped. So yeah. I was happy. Um. So I'm hoping that my theory is right that Becky, uh, if she is continuing the heel route, tries to escape, gets counted out, and then there's a cage match at Evolution. Yeah. And we at least have one women's championship match that's like worthy of a pay per view, not a random one like Nikki and Ronda. Yeah, is WWE becoming too formulaic? Like, I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, it's formulaic. It's been formulaic, but like, I feel like right now more than ever, it's fresh matches at Mania, and then those are pretty much the matches you're going to see through till SummerSlam, and then fresh matches at SummerSlam. And then you're, those are the matches you're going to see through the fall. And then it's basically Royal Rumble, and it's time to start planning Mania again. Well, that's precisely what it is, without a doubt. And it's not fun. No. And I don't like it. No. Yeah, same here. But here we are talking that's about That's why it, the Rusev, looking back, the Rusev match against AJ Styles stands out so much. At Extreme, or at the, the one before SummerSlam, Extreme Rules, I think it was. Um. Yeah. Sure. We can go with that. Yeah. I think, let's I just think. say that. But that's why it stands out so much because it was just a one-off with a finish, and then it was time for the AJ SummerSlam feud. You know. It seems like 
like it's a new week, but the same old story. Yes. Shinsuke for months, Rusev for one, Smojo. Just, like, I don't know, just make stuff like, make the exception really stand out. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Just be better, please. Well, you're trying to say that they don't do it often, so when they did do it, it was noticeable and you liked it. No, 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 I didn't like it because for a number of reasons. It was so just at a level. It's just not the right way to, you know, it, sh- it did, uh, didn't feel like it should. I should I, I should have liked it more than I did. It didn't feel like it was an opportunity for Rusev. It just felt like they were like, oh, well, we've done Shinsuke too much and we're not ready to give AJ his SummerSlam opponent, so we need somebody for one month. And, you know, they made Rusev the contender and then they had like a week or two to do a little something between AJ and Aiden. But the whole time it just felt very unbecoming of... A title match. Unfortunately, okay. unfortunately, especially with the buzz that Rusev had. Like, they didn't even know, really, if Rusev was a face or a heel. Or what the dynamic of face heel was between he, English, and Lana. It was just, you know, it was very uncommitted. Just, like, very clear placeholder. Too clear. No, you're definitely, you are very right. Mm. I, yeah, I, I, I see what you mean now. Yeah. And now it's like, we're getting back to Rusev and Aiden English real quick. It's like... You know, they want me to say, oh, Rusev, you know, is justified. He's not. He seems like he's just blaming everything on English when, you know, it wasn't English's WWE title match. It was his, you know, and and if Aiden really had been screwing him over, he shouldn't have had him out there for it. Or at least by the, you know, I don't know. He should have. It just seems like Rusev is not innocent at all. The way he was talking English. Sorry, I didn't mean to get back into this. Uh, no, it's okay. Becky and Charlotte, I, I, I like though. I thought they both did pretty good. I would have just not put it. I would, you know, like I said, I would have swapped it with the main event. And it was also, oh, I, I yeah, also kind of, without a doubt, I also kind of wish they acknowledged the PCB thing connection. Oh, I yeah, good point. I kind of thought that too because it was like they, you know, they, they didn't even, you know, it was the three of them. But I guess they would have had to address it. Too much to where they didn't want to put that kind of thought into it, which doesn't excuse it. But well, hey, that that requires effort too. So there's that. Yeah, you know. that, that requires giving a shit about your job, which that as well <laughs> does require that. It's well. too hard sometimes, I guess. I'm bored, brother. Yeah, I guess is that about do it? Yeah, I think for me at least. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us for Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Huge Actor. Jimmy. Uh, my name is my, sorry. <laughs> my name is Jimmy Morecraft. You can follow me on Twitter at Doctor Morecraft. You can like us on Facebook at Wishful Booking Pod and email in wishfulbooking at gmail.com. And stay tuned next week for another episode as we preview Helen. Uh, no, that one happened already. Super Showdown and Evolution and Crown Jewel. And the December one soon, probably. And then, yeah, and, and then there'll be 55 more after that. Yeah. Oh, right. How could I forget? Easily, because there's way too many. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. So long, guys. Later. Baby, darling, dark face, honey. No. I don't mean to cause you worry. Yeah.